Hello and welcome to the Trek Podcast. I'm Bill San Antonio, Marketing and Communications Coordinator for the Real Estate Council. Today we're continuing our Member Spotlight interview series and bringing it to you in podcast form for the first time ever, which we're very excited about. But you can still read an abridged version of this conversation and all our previous Member Spotlight conversations over at recouncil.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the real estate council and on Twitter and Instagram at Trek Dallas. Today I'm joined by Tobin Swope of Winstead PC. He's the secretary of Trek's executive board this year. Tobin, thanks for much, so much for your time. How are you today? I'm doing okay. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate you having me. I, I don't know why or if I'm, I'm deserving of the, the first ever uh, podcast of one of these, but uh, I appreciate the the opportunity to be here and, and look forward to to speaking with you. And and we appreciate you coming in. I, I'd like to start by asking about your responsibilities as secretary of a board like this. Could you give us a quick description of how you lend your skills to our organization? Yeah, so the the Trek board, um, you know, I guess similar to any other board or board of directors, you, you're really just sort of there as um, – as a, an advisory to the um, Trek employees and, and sort of a representative of the, of the members. And you, the, the main idea is that you want to make sure that the organization stays on mission. And so I think the, the biggest obligation, the biggest thing that, that we do is, is just listen. Listen to what's going on with the different commu- uh, committees in the group listen to the different initiatives that that are, are being brought up and and the updates to each one um, and so we have we have monthly meetings where, where we do just that and we, we talk through um, you know what's going on with the organization and and um, you know I, I, I think that just just being there listening to it um, you know raising raising questions um, when when necessary but but mostly just, just making sure that we're up to date on on what's happening and, and ensuring that the uh, nobody's losing sight of of the mission. Got it. Okay, uh, you are of course the the son of of Jeff Swope, who is one of our our founding members and and one of the founders of of Fight Night. We're recording this a week about a week after uh, Fight Night Thirty. It was my personally my first one. It was a great time. Uh, what were your experiences like? Did you, did you attend Fight Night? Uh, how many did this make for you? I did attend Fight Night. Yes, it was uh, it was my ninth Fight Night, and yeah, it was it was another great one. I think that um, you know this organization always does a does a great job with Fight Night and um, the boxing, the food, and obviously the Anatole does a great job every year. Um, or you know we've had added the Omni and. From what I understand, it, it's been a, a few other places in, in its long history. Um, but in my experience, uh, the last last few years at the Intel, it, it's all been it's all been a lot of fun. Uh, see a lot of people, make make a lot of connections, and um, yeah, it, it's it's just a, a great time. So I'd like to get into to your career and sort of how you got to be sitting across from me. Um, what role, considering you and your father are both in in real estate, what role did he have in in setting you down this path to to the career that you have? Yeah, so it's uh, I definitely think that real estate is in my blood and has been in my blood since I was since I was a little kid. I think uh, you know I 
my dad tell stories, and, and I actually remember some of the times that he'd he would throw my siblings and me into into the old mid '80s suburban we had on Saturday mornings, and we'd just drive around the Metroplex looking at properties. Um, I always remember seeing him around the house with with big surveys. And, you know, I, I used to look at them and, and try to figure out what in the world they were they were trying to trying to say. But it it uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely been in my blood, and I you know interesting story as far as whether I followed in his footsteps I I think you know I went, I, when I went to Stanford for my undergrad um, my initial thoughts were yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna study economics I'm gonna probably go to business school I'm gonna probably end up in real estate in some capacity and in my freshman year I, I, I definitely you know sought out that path um, and then after my freshman year I actually worked at, at Champion with my dad um, that summer, uh, but it was early in my sophomore year that um, I realized that I was taking a couple of political science classes, and I realized that for my skill set and my personality, um, the reading and the writing, the analytical and logical thinking was just a, a little better fit. Um, as much as I liked econ and as much as I enjoyed math, always enjoyed math growing up, I felt like that just suited me a little bit better and so I sort of changed gears and and ended up doing the political science major I I picked up an economics minor um towards the end but but ended up with with political science um and then yeah after college I I I did hesitate briefly again um thinking about you know maybe I should just do business school um and (laughs) my dad and I I don't think we've ever really discussed it fully but I I feel like he was kind of nudging me to do that Um, but after you know talking to a number of people um, including some people in real estate on the principal side some people that are you know real estate attorneys I ended up going down to UT for law school um, and I I think it was it was a good move for me and it was it was good that you know I I knew that I wanted to do real estate Uh, I went down there focused my studies on real estate um, and I think that kind of gave me a leg up on, on some other, uh, law students coming out of law school who, you know, for the most part don't know what they're, what they're going to do until sometimes as late as their third year, they're trying to figure out what kind of practice they want to pursue. Um, and I think, you know, all in all, even my dad, I think would, would admit that, uh, it was a good decision going to, going to law school. Yeah, I've I've got a few friends in law school or who are just finishing up law school and and one of their pastimes I'd probably I'd like to say is is them trying to recruit me to go to law school. <laughs> um I I can imagine with the kind of work it it involves that you know you'd you'd almost like to have other people down there with you that that idea of of misery loving company. Not that it's a miserable experience of course, right, but, right. but just the sheer amount of work and dedication that you need to pursue a law degree is has always been you know just very inspiring to me that that so many people would continue undertaking it and and just having those uh those ambitions it is a lot and it it it's funny you say that because there were a handful of attorneys that looked at me you know during that time period when i was trying to decide and they they were kind of like are you sure you want to do that and and i'm i'm kind of the same way with if, if somebody were to approach me about it um it it is a grind and it's you know it's three full years of 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 hard work. Um, but you know, there's definitely some good opportunities, whether, whether in law or or elsewhere, um, coming out of law school. Now we, we've kind of touched on, on 
the the answer that I think you're going to give here, but you you went to law school at a very interesting time uh, in the sort of late 2000s during the uh, the economic downturn. Um, but instead of reconsidering your career path the way many of your classmates, I'm sure, did, you instead leaned in on uh, real estate law or law and then real estate law and, and co-founded your school's uh, real estate law association. Why would you do that? Yeah, so you're right. I, I, I kind of did go all in on real estate, um, always wanted to do real estate, and, and it uh, – sure, I mean, it, I, I got out in – and it was it was 2009, and um, the market market had definitely taken a turn for the worse, and it was very difficult um, to find any job in in the legal profession, and specifically real estate jobs. And I, I but I knew, I guess I I, I kind of steered into the skid, knowing that if I could just get in one firm to give me you know give me a chance. That, that it would work out and that the market would turn around and um, and it would end up being being a, a good decision the um, you know I did end up going to Winstead right out of law school and it, it uh, you know the first year 2010 we were we were dealing with a lot of a lot of bad deals we were <laughs> a lot of workouts and foreclosures and it it um, it, it, it wasn't the best of times but it was uh, it was really instructive for me. I've learned a lot going through that and getting to to see that um, right off the right off the bat coming out of law school and and, and you know some of these legal documents people, when they're signing them people don't realize you know some of these actually matter and you don't realize they matter until you go through one of those times like we had back then um, and being able to learn from that when the market turned around it's. Uh, I think it, it was a real benefit to me to, to having been able to go through that. Sure. Um, for those that don't know, and I'm about to brag about you a bit here, uh, you were All-State here in Texas in both football and baseball. You played baseball at Stanford, played in the College World Series. Were you on the – they had a national title team in the early 2000s, right? Yeah, so um, I don't know if you're just jabbing me or not, but no, we didn't We didn't win one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But but they were they were in one. We had. We I, had. I did watch them growing up. I attended two of them in in Omaha. Oh, nice. I went okay. in 07 and 09. Okay. Um, I grew up playing baseball too. That's awesome. why I'm, I'm just curious. Awesome. I'm trying to no, put the yeah, so, together here. No, you're fine. I was there from in the on the 2000 team, 2001, 2002, 2003, and we had a we had a run there. Um, my last four years and the year prior to to my freshman year, where we were in the World Series every year and. Um, we ended up getting second place three of my four years, and there's a very uh, good chance I watched you on television. <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> it's very possible if you watched any any of those games those years. Um, and yeah, it was it was looking back. I, I, I'm fi- I think I'm maybe finally over the fact that we didn't we didn't win one. I feel like we we had the best team at least one of those years. The breaks just didn't go our way. Um, but it, uh, you know, it was a it was a great experience getting to do that every year for sure. So, what I'm what I'm curious about, uh, and you would you'd also spend some time in the Texas Rangers organization before before going to, uh, to to law school. But is there anything from your athletic career, any lessons or motivational tools that you've taken and, and applied to your career off the diamond? 
Yeah, I think that's an interesting question. I think that, um, you know, I think growing up playing team sports and, and into high school and, and through college, um, I, I think what I learned mostly is, with, you know, two things. I think hard work, obviously, um, and the second one, and perhaps even more importantly, is just how to be a good team member. Um, you know, as a sophomore in high school, playing free safety and, and shortstop, um, with with guys bigger, stronger, and faster, um, it it took a lot of hard work, um, you know, individually to to get better. Um, but all the while, I, I was focusing on on the team success, and you know, grew from that sophomore year and, and grew into a, a leadership role on on those teams, and, and we ended up having some really good teams. Uh, and then at Stanford, it was it was this kind of the same thing. I, I went in as a freshman. And I was I was small and and I was I was overmatched my freshman year. I, I, I there <laughs> there was there was a pitcher out there, a guy named Jason Young, who was in the big leagues for a little bit. But he was one of the best pitchers in the nation at the time. And I remember that that first fall going and and playing at Stanford and inter squad scrimmages. I think I think I must have faced Jason about twenty times, and I think I maybe got one hit and struck out about fourteen times. Um, you know, it it was it was definitely an eye opening experience. But I I spent that year, um, you know, just just working as hard as I could and doing anything I could to to help out the team. And ended up, you know, sneaking my way onto the the, the World Series roster that year, kind of the the last guy on, um, and primarily primarily as a pinch runner. Um, but you know, it was it was some hard work and just. The willingness to do that 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 allowed me to to get in there, and then similar to high school, my my role grew each year to where I was um, my, by my senior year, I was I was starting every every game at shortstop, and um, we made it to another World Series, and um, it it was a you know it just a lot of hard work and also just a lot of focus on 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 the team, and I think at, at Winstead it, it's a really a very similar story. You know, you come out of law school and you think you you know some things but you don't know anything uh, <laughs> law school can can teach you how to think a little bit but it, it really doesn't teach you for the practical realities of working as a real estate attorney and so I came in and all I could do was just work really really hard and um, you know stay focused on on contributing to the team uh, both the team at Winstead and each individual client we feel like we're kind of part of the team with our clients and you know i think all in all the team sports for me it's um it's it's instilled within me a desire to you know pull my weight i guess it, with for the team and not feel like i'm i'm just sort of hanging out and just i want everybody to know that you know i'm i'm doing my part and i'm going to work as hard as i can to to do that um and and not let people down right um well what i find particularly compelling about um your place within our organization is that you're not quite early career but you still have a handful of decades ahead of you of course uh you've held many um positions within our organization uh, you've been a part of the associate leadership council uh our young guns breakfast groups our r&d and casino night committees now you're on the board um you know you've had the opportunity to work with 
our younger empl- our, our younger um, members, our, our some of our older members. Um, what is it about this organization, considering how long you've been a part of it and it has been in, in your orbit and on your radar? Um, what is it about Trek that keeps you coming back and, and taking on increased leadership roles with us? You know, I I, I just I love the fact that that Trek is here um, because what drives me and what really motivates me is is connecting connecting with people and connecting people um, generally. And I think Trek is the perfect forum for that for anybody in real estate. Um, you know, whether you're an attorney, a broker, a developer um it or or, you know architect whoever you are there's there's connections to be made um that that can help you you know personally as much as professionally um some of my best friends um you know i've I've met through through trek and you know i think also along with that i've i've just been really impressed with with the trek staff i mean i'm not saying that just because i'm sitting here in y'all's office, but it's, uh, you know, getting to work alongside someone like Linda McMahon and, um, just the, just the, the drive that she has to push this organization forward. Um, and, you know, Holland Morris, um, you know, people like that, just, it, it's been really inspiring to, to see. And it, and like you said, it, it does, it keeps me, keeps me coming back. So we, we certainly appreciate the kind words. Um, I, I have a few sort of rapid-fire questions for you, just as we're sort of starting to wrap up here. But generally speaking, what kind of qualities do you think the best leaders possess? So, yeah, I think that um, leaders, that's a good question. I, I think for the most part, they should be pretty even keel and consistent. Uh, I think that people want to look to somebody and, and know how they're going to react to certain situations and and know that they're not going to get too high when things are going well and they're not going to get too low when when things are going poorly and um and so that that's that's kind of the way i feel um leaders should go there's obviously other other ways to to lead but that's uh that's what kind of draws me to to leaders at least sure um so our our industry being commercial real estate and you had talked about you know driving around with your your father and your siblings um what what would you say is the best view in Dallas, we got that question a few weeks back uh, in a brainstorming session. I'm really interested in, hmm. in hearing other people's responses to it. Yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a tough one. Um, but for for me, it, it's hard to beat the the Dallas skyline. Um, you know, at night with with the lights and. But from what vantage point? So that's, that, that's yeah, what I'm curious about. I think you know, <laughs> I think my favorite vantage point is probably just across the Trinity river after, after a heavy rain, when there's actually water in there, um, you know, you've got the reflections off the water. Um, and <laughs> this might be nitpicky, but I like, I like those that have the, uh, reunion tower kind of in the picture, not, not too far off. So that I think that limits you somewhere in, in between the, about the Houston street viaduct and, and I 30 somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in that range. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's a it's a really cool view, and um, yeah, yeah, I think that that'd probably be my vote for for best. How, how about the best meal? What's the best meal in Dallas? Best meal, um, God, you know, there's there's so many to choose from. I, I think anybody that that knows me uh, fairly well knows my my love for Tex Mex, and 
so I, I think I'd, I'd probably have to say Blue Goose on uh, Greenville would be my, my favorite. Interesting. Okay. And what, what would you order there? <laughs> I would order um, beef fajitas and a whole lot of queso. So if, if you had a free afternoon, no family or work responsibilities, no chores, nothing on your calendar, how, how would you spend that time? What would you do? So, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think I've got a, uh, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old at home and, um, and a wife that, that spends most all days with them. Um, so that opportunity is going to be rare then, It, right? it is rare, um, <laughs> and, you know, it, it it it's tough to get away at times. I do I do really like to play golf, um, but at this age and stage, it, it it's uh, it's difficult to to find time to do that. Um, but you know, with the hypothetical you raised, I think I think I'd I'd, I'd probably go play some golf, um, and maybe get out to to a Ranger game, something like that. Sure. Uh, well, Tobin, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. We'd like to end these interviews by asking our members the same question, and that question is this. Trek's slogan, its guiding principle and challenge to its members, is to build the city you've imagined. What does that expression mean to you, and, and what kind of city do you imagine Dallas becoming by the time your career is finished? Yeah, so I think that the the Dallas that that I imagine is one where Everybody in Dallas, whether you're West Dallas, South Dallas, Fair Park, East Dallas, North Dallas, wherever, everybody can feel safe in their streets and neighborhoods, um, and where everybody, you know, really listens to each other and tries to understand each other, um, tries to get an understanding of different perspectives, um, rather than you know taking offense and being outraged at every every little thing. You know, give give people the benefit of the doubt. I guess you know, just understand that we're all in this together, and if we all work together, we can make Dallas a better place. And I, I think Trek is 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 doing a, a good job of of focusing on on that you know vision and the the way that they um, support the police and also you know increasing access to um, quality education and, and jobs throughout the city. And um, so that, you know, your question earlier about why I keep coming back, I think that's one of the main reasons is is Trek's, um, you know, determination and, and Trek's partnership with the different organizations around Dallas that are, that are pursuing those goals. Great. Well, I think that's a, a great place for us to wrap up. Uh, that's all the time we have today. I'd like to thank my guest, uh, Tobin Swope, and all of you listening out there. I'd also like to remind you to follow us on Facebook, once again, at facebook.com backslash The Real Estate Council, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Trek Dallas. Once again, I'm Bill San Antonio. We'll see you next time.